Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you back once again and a very, very exciting guest here. We have George Hill. You know he's the talent spotter, uh, talent stats, excuse me, for the upcoming Super Bowl. Longtime partner with Al Michaels, Brad Nestler, uh, Brett Musburger. George, thank you so much for the time and coming on here. It's, it's a really exciting and I'm sure a very exciting week for you. Hi, Mike. Um, yeah, it's great. It's a, uh, I mean, that's always a great event to be a part of. And it's the end of, um, a season that's been a little bit of up and down with uh, with COVID and um, and surprising teams. So I'm uh, looking forward to the game. Okay, George, I like to profile all my guests, and you have a very interesting life story. I just want to go back to your history. I know you're from Port Angeles, Washington. You're still out there now in your beautiful background there in the Seattle area. Um, just talked about, first of all, how did you get involved in the sports growing up? And did you play, you personally, did you play any sports um, uh, as a youngster? Well, I played, uh, I did not, I played through my sophomore year of high school and then, um, and then didn't play, but I always had a, a great interest in sports. Um, so when I went to college, I went to the University of Washington and I worked in the athletic department there in the sports information. So, which is the PR arm of, uh, of collegiate sports. And when I worked there, I worked with a guy by the name of Don Bernstein, that is a, uh, is somewhat of a legend, um, in his area of, of work. And, and he went to work at ABC sports. So, um, I always wanted to work in Olympics and when Don went to work at ABC, ABC had the Olympics and I applied for a, re a job in research. Um, for the Montreal Olympics in 1976. Wow. And Don made sure that my resume was at the top of the list. So I got hired. Um, and then the following year, I got a, uh, I got a request. Could I do stats at a football game? And I lied and said yes. And my, um, I went down to do the Arizona San Diego State game at Arizona. And the announcer was Al Michaels. So um, and I remember you told me at the time, Al Michaels was not the Al Michaels we know back then. Uh, you know, now he's a much younger he guy. He was the Al Michaels you know now, but he was not, um, he was just not widely known as he is now. So, <laughs> um, and so, and I worked with Al, um, and a couple of years later, now I'm, now I'm becoming more proficient at what I do. And I was, and I was low on the total, but it was like the three or four announcer at ABC. And I was asked if I wanted to work with another announcer that was higher up the, the uh, game-wise, getting better games. But I liked going, I liked working with Al. It was fun, not having, not that that was a career move, but it, I just thought I'm, I'm doing something that probably I, I, I'm gonna get better games, but I like going to work every Saturday, so. Um, not having any idea what Al was going to become uh, as far as 
games and exposure. So, so that I look, looking back, I looked it up. That game was September seventeenth, nineteen seventy-seven. That was Arizona uh, football game in in Tucson, and that's how you got started. Uh, did you know right off the bat that you, you wanted to work with Al, and you guys have good chemistry uh, in the booth? It was. Um, I mean, I again, I was still, I was scrambling the whole time trying to learn what to do. So I did on my first board. I put. I thought it would be good to contrast like passing stats and receiving stats and so I put both quarterbacks on one side of the board and then I put uh, all the running uh, plays on the other side of the board so each possession I'm flipping back and forth um, so the next week that I did a game I put one team on one side and one team on the other so and initially it was still a, a learning process but as time went on it was it was so much it was great fun to work with that. And that's a great segue, George, to my next question. Just tell the people, maybe in layman terms, what is your spotting board? What is your stats board? What What are you doing during just a typical game, a regular season game, say, uh, so, uh, now? I um, I do two things. One, I, I track stats, and I track offensive stats, special team stats. I do a drive chart. Um, and I created my own board, and I yeah. kind of fine-tuned as we went along, but – um, so I, I don't do anything. I don't do defensive stats outside of interceptions, but if I want to, or and I'll track sacks also, but, um, I also wear a headset to the truck and I'll tell them what the play is. So, and Mike, as you know, yes, um, you've worked official stats, so you, you're a liaison. So we've got somebody at official stats to just double check, even though we're right. Um, if they say it differently at official, then we have to. <laughs> Amend our, uh, <laughs> our, our there. Um, so um, so I just I keep I, I keep offensive stats and I will um, segue a, uh, a um, I'll, I'll give notes to Al as or whoever oh I'm working with if there's a, a long distance play a uh, like a 19 yard play whatever the field goal is. Um, so just and then any further notes because you do research during the week. Maybe somebody's on track for a record. I'm and, aware of that. And folks listening at home, I've had the pleasure of working with George for numerous games now, last couple of months. And let me tell you, he is on his A game. He knows exactly when he says stats. He knows above and beyond everything that you would think to know as a viewer at home. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> well, but I've had enough uh, practice that I should be okay. <laughs> so that, and that that's that's another great segue. My next question: You've been doing this in the late seventies with Al Michaels. Uh, just take us really through the eighties. For me, what I heard, what stuck out in my mind was you worked the Miracle on Ice, the Lake Placid, nineteen eighty Winter Olympics. Just take us back to kind of that time and that sequence in in, in well, your life. That was interesting. So I, um, so I worked again. I worked the uh, Lake Placid Olympics in the research room, and I was working the graveyard shift where I pre prepare packages for producers and talent for the events that we work the next day. Um, and the United States hockey team had not been, uh, was not expected to, to do very well. They played the Soviet team at Madison Square Garden um, before the games, I think lost 10 to three. Um, so they, but they won their first match, I think, against Czechoslovakia. They tied Sweden 2-2. Now all of a sudden, they're becoming um, kind of a story. And 
Al asked if I could, um, he had somebody working with him, but if I could um, also, you know, uh, help. So they set me up on a, right behind both benches, um, which were empty because of security. So I wow. sat at mid-ice um, for the rest of the Olympic uh, hockey event, man. And nobody had a better seat than me. That's what a story. And I had a, I had an headset to the booth without relay, relay information. So you could hear the broadcast as well. So you had a great situation yeah. for going for yourself. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And then as you progress in the 80s, you you start you talk about how you got involved Monday Night Football with Al Michaels and all that. And then Brett Musburger in 1990. Just give us take us through those that time period in your life. Well, I was working with Al. And as time went on, I realized that, I mean, You've got Al doing the number three or four college game in the country, and he's better than most announcers that are very well known at the time. And, um, so, in I, I worked, uh, I worked with Al in college games, and then um, I was asked to work if I wanted to work an NFL game, and I worked with Jack Buck and Hank Stram for a year. Wow. This was 1985, and uh, so then in. Uh, after uh, 85 season, I got a call and asked if I wanted I wanted to work um, on Monday Night Football with Frank Gifford and O.J. Simpson and Joe Namath. So <laughs> I did. I finished out the year with them. And then the next year, Al took over on Monday night. So I just stayed there. So, um, And then when, after, when Al moved to the NFL, I worked with Gary Bender for a long time. And then I worked with uh, Brent. And and now I work with Brad Dessler at CBS. Do you do you, you work all these great guys? Al Michaels, Brett Moss, Brad Nessler. From your opinion, from your perspective, George, do you have to change how I don't know how you operate to fit their personalities with the stats? And because every person is different, and or do you just stay the same consistently? They're all different, and some have got things that they really like, um, and I just adjust for that. But but no, they're all um, they're all very good. Uh, some of them. I mean, I've worked with a lot of announcers. I mean, those are the, the headliners, but I've worked with a lot of announcers. Some of them, I, I'll give a note, and they'll read it right now. But it might not be applicable at that moment. It should be read when it's appropriate. But there are others that um, sometimes I have to put it, they'll put it under their paper, and I'll have to get it back out and say, that. So <laughs> they're all a little different. Um Al and Brent and and Brad are they're uh, they're really good and they I, I know that when I give them information they're um, they're going to tell the story correctly. So they'll know when to fit it into the broadcast, basically. Yeah. Um, and look, folks, let me just give you an idea too. Talk about George. He he mentioned he works with Brad Nestler and he works with Al Michaels. So put that together now. He's doing George is doing the best college football game of the uh, afternoon on Saturday afternoons with Brad Nestler and CBS. And then he does the best NFL game on Sunday nights um, as well with Al Michaels. And, of course, the Super Bowl this week. So, George, my question to you is just take us through a typical week. When do you leave to fly to the, the college game? And how do you get from the college game on Saturday to the NFL game on Sunday for, a say, October weekend? Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, 
and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Well, because we're I'm now doing the SEC, um, and I live in the far northwest. Um, <laughs> we can see your background. So it's a, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a journey. Um, when when I worked with Brent, and we did ABC, the the prime time on Saturday. Occasionally, I would get a game on the West Coast or um, even a Husky game in, in Seattle, which would uh, help my travel a lot. But, yes. Um, but now, so I leave on a Thursday. Um, I want to get there Thursday night to get to my college game. Uh, we have meetings on Friday and then game Saturday. And I can't get out to my NFL game unless occasionally um, – I could, if we did a Sunday night game in Atlanta, I could get to Atlanta on Saturday night. But um, Sunday is a day I get up very early and uh, and get to my Sunday game and then work Sunday night. So um, I've been fortunate, knock on wood, that I've, I've made every game over the years. So. Yeah, that's that's the last sentence is truly amazing too, folks. Because he's traveling during the day Sunday, he and then you're working all the game on Sunday night. How tired are you on Sunday night, uh, Monday morning when you go home? <laughs> I well, I can I can sleep on a plane. And, that's good. And I consume my fair share share Red Bull on Sunday night pregame. So I'm I'm okay. Do you, now, do you prefer yourself personally, NFL or college, or does it not matter to you? Just for as a more just I guess as a fan to watch. Um, or, I. I enjoy the college game more, but I like college games with NFL airports. So <laughs> there you go. I wish Georgia Tech was great. I wish Boston College was great. I wish, uh, <laughs> the University of Washington, um, USC, UCLA. So that, uh, but I but I really like the college game. Yes, and yeah, and you know. People might not realize the SEC, a lot of small cities, Auburn, Alabama, you know, you go Tuscaloosa, and they, they don't have the flights, the logistics to, to quickly get to, say, uh, New York or Pittsburgh. But I can get to Atlanta from many of them, and Atlanta I can get everywhere. That's true. Atlanta's the hub. Uh, okay, George, last couple minutes here. I'm very interested. Timely this week, obviously a huge game, Super Bowl, the Bengals, the Rams. I guess, do you do anything differently this week, or will you try to stay the same? Oh, it's the same. It's still the same. I still have to do my board um, the same way. And I, I do. The one thing is uh, we we did not do a Bengals game this season. Mm. So it's very, very unusual that we would get to a Super Bowl and not do one of the teams. So um, I've yes. done a little more, more reading on, on the Bengals. But um, we did the uh, Rams the opening weekend. And I've done the Rams a couple of times. We did them in the playoffs. So, um I'm concentrating a little more on Cincinnati as far as um, notes to prepare. And then let's if, break us down that Super Bowl Sunday, just from when, the moment you wake up to when you get to the stadium. And then tell folks, I want people who listen to this podcast, who are watching the broadcast on Sunday, look out for your work. What's something that you think that they could look out for and say, oh, that's George Hill. He's, he's providing that information. Um, well, it would really be just be things that occur during the game offensively. So, um, because that's what I focus on, and that's what um, what Al will be relying on me for. But um, but it's it it varies. Every week is different. Um, so it doesn't. 
and probably the best the best case for me is for a game to end and nobody uh, is aware that I was even there. That means everything, <laughs> nothing got attention and so everything I gave it was correct. And then, so on that Sunday though, will you wake up? What time will you get to the stadium? And then just how well, will you go through game, your day? The Super Bowl the Sunday. At three o'clock. Out west. Uh, yeah. Local, yes. So um, we probably will leave the hotel around 11 a.m. So on a, on a typical uh, Sunday night, which is the eight o'clock kick, we leave the hotel about four, um, so or four thirty, depending on how close we are to the stadium. But this will be because of security; will probably be a little earlier than normal. Um, and then the, there's a lot of hurry up and wait once we get there, because you're already prepared before you go. So. Um, but there's still a couple of last minute things. And every once in a while I get a homework assignment from Al that he'll want to know something. So. And so George will be in the booth right next to Al during the game. Is maybe in the pregame or during the game, is there I know and you've worked Super Bowls before, George, with NBC and Al, but is there a moment where it hits you where like, you know, a kid from Washington State now working the Super Bowl watched by a hundred million people watching your work? It, it, does does that ever come to play or are you beyond that? No. No. It's a uh, maybe Maybe the first one, um, but now they're, this would be my 12th, um, 11 with Al, and then I did one other one with Frank Gifford. So, um, so I've, I've, it's just another game, really. <laughs> that's, that's probably a healthy way to look at it. That speaking of done 12, is, I think I know which one sticks out based off your previous broadcast partners, but is there a favorite one for you uh, in Super Bowl history that you've worked? Well, I, I worked with Dick Vermeil for 10 years. So when Dick coached the Rams and they, they played uh, Tennessee in 2000. Um, and, and he was a, he's a wonderful man. And I just, I was a big fan of his. And so I was, because I really don't have a, a horse in the race normally. Yes. And, but I did that. And so they, uh, Tennessee was driving and got tackled at the one as the game expired. And so that was my favorite. My least favorite is uh, because of geography where I live, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. And um, when they got down, well, they were playing New England. Yes. And Russell threw the pick. Um, that was the worst in my case. So the Seahawks <laughs> have been to the Super Bowl three times. I've done two of them, both but losses. Once against Pittsburgh and once against the Patriots. Still pretty good odds. They've been in two of the ones you've worked, too, though. Even though yeah. losing affairs, I know. But. Exactly, exactly. All right. And, George, is there uh, – last question. Is there a favorite game for you, a favorite event that you've worked? Is there – does anything stick out for you, even beyond football, I'll say? Um, well, I've done um, – again, I've done just about everything. Um I've done two World Cups. I've done two NBA Finals. Uh, I've done um, college basketball, college football. Uh, probably two two events. Both are college. I mean, uh, that Super Bowl with the with the Rams was a favorite. Um, also, we did a Super Bowl the the wide right game, Buffalo and the Giants. Oh yes, which was a, a great game. Um, but I did. Uh, uh, I did a Oklahoma Kansas basketball game at Kansas, triple overtime. Uh, Buddy Heald scored forty six points, I believe. Um, and at the end of the game, 
both teams got a standing ovation. Mm. And I never want to work overtime because I'm, who wants to work extra? But I didn't want that game to end. That's um, interesting. And the... Uh, and what time of year was that? Was that like a regular season game? Mid yeah, it was a regular season game, um, and I'm on uh, February, probably. So that goes to show you, any night, you know, who would have thought, when you, I'm sure when you walked into that arena, you thought this will be a ho-hum February college hoops game and just move on. You, well, you never know. But it was still, it was at Kansas, and it was Oklahoma, which had a very good team, and and Kansas always has a great team, and that's such a great that's a good venue, yeah. See a game. So, um, so I'd say that, and uh, I did the uh, national championship game with Oregon and Auburn. Oh yeah. And I just this is personal. Uh, I'm glad I was there. So um, Auburn is lining up to kick the game-winning field goal, and it was the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Um, and Brent ad-libbed, this is for all the Tostitos. <laughs> well, I think people thought later that, you know, he, he'd been paid to do that. Or it was just, he did that on his own. It was very funny. <laughs> um, so we go to commercial and we're all laughing. And um, I read later that Tostitos said that that ad-lib remark was the equivalent of $25 million spent on advertising. Wow. Brent's, Based on the placement. He got a uh, a package of Tostitos after that. <laughs> <laughs> so that that stuck out in your mind. That that's really cool. Yeah. And George, outside of sports, what what are your interests? What are you doing during, say, the summer or when you have free time up in the Pacific Northwest? Well, I've got a real job. Um, I work for a foundation that raises money for our local hospital. Nice. And uh, so that and my what, what's the name of the foundation? It's the Olympic. Uh, Medical Center Foundation. That's great. Um, and my boss used to be the executive director of the Fiesta. So he knows the business and um, he lets me travel during football and basketball <laughs> and then I have to catch up with my work the rest of the year. <laughs> well, George, we appreciate the time. I know this is a very busy week for you and a big, big time. We'll be watching on Sunday and you know, I, I know a lot of people now will be watching you and to see how everything plays out with the broadcast come Super Bowl Sunday. So thank you so much for the time. Mike, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I hope to see you soon and because I appreciate the work you do when you help me. So, thanks. No, oh, no question about it. Thank you, George. All right, sir. Thank you. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.